Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hello, 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 and good day to my favorite in love monogamous mates and labelist pansexuals and everyone else in between and whatever you're calling yourself this week. This is your host, Billy Presida. This is the Man Whore Podcast. Hello. That's a lot of hellos. That was an excessive amount of hellos. I'm sorry about that. I mean, if I was truly sorry, I would delete it and re-record, but that's what's happening right now. Hope your week was fantastic uh, and everyone enjoyed a great Memorial Day. I was in an office all day. Uh, I pretended that I was at the beach. I just I took a book out, leaned back in my chair and read my book. Uh, may not have been appropriate to take my shirt off, but you know what? I don't think it's appropriate to make me work on Memorial Day. So take that. Not too much has changed in the last week for me. I uh, had a really fun weekend. Had an impromptu accidental second date. What was supposed to be a quick getting some pizza turned into a, a very long night of experimenting with drink concoctions that we were not aware of. It was one of those nights where I was feeling very adventurous and uh, the scal and I, we ended up at a bar and we'd kind of just sat down and every time they asked us what we wanted to drink, we said, I trust you. You tell me what I'm going to drink. In fact, don't tell me what I'm going to drink. Just put it there. We're going to give it a go. Now, I enjoy nights like that. It's going to be a particular mood, but in the right setting, I can, I can deal with that. You know, there, I'm, very, I'm pretty passionate about several uh, sexual issues. One of the main ones being... Uh, sex ed, sex education in this country to our young people. Alice Dreger wrote uh, a very nice piece in uh, the Pacific Standard magazine, wrote a really nice uh, piece titled, What If We Admitted to Children That Sex Is Primarily About Pleasure? You know, we're, we're still in a great debate in this country about what sort of sex education is appropriate uh, at what age in the public school systems. One thing that is still not even close to being thoroughly pushed in legislation is sex for pleasure in the curriculum. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got this, I've got a cousin. I've got this little cousin. He's, uh, he's about to enter high school. I agree. I think sex for pleasure uh, curriculum at 13 might, in my opinion, might be a little bit too young. You know, he's like 13, I think, and I'm driving him to a friend's house, and he tells me about how he's hooking up with girls now, which is astonishing because I kissed a girl three times when I was 14, and not again for like two or three years. This kid's already rolling it. it. Uh, He might have even said pussy, and that might have made me uncomfortable because he's 13. (laughs) When he told me he was like, you know, finger he finger banging, and that though that's his word. I hey, I love using finger banging. I just don't like hearing it out of a thirteen year old. He told me, "Yeah, man, I finger bang this girl." I'm like, "Do you even know what you're doing at 13? Like, that, I'm I'm sure that girl felt negative five good about that. There's no way she enjoyed that whatsoever. Um, 
He's like, yeah, man, I totally was. I mean, like, I, I said, do you even know what a clit is? He's like, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> Tell me, where, where's, where's the clitoris on a woman? He's like, uh, yeah, you put your fingers in and you curl them up. That's the clit. You got the clit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 boy. Because I didn't know if I should correct him or not. I'm like, I don't know. Is he? An, is, is this an appropriate thing to tell a kid who's uh, not even, who's who's only about to enter high school, who isn't even in high school yet? And so I told him, you are not even remotely close. I mean, you're close in the sense that you're you're below the waist, and that's about it. Because he's he's talking about the G spot, the uh, the alleged G spot where you do that come hither motion inside of a woman, and that is a, a pleasurable region. But that's not the clit, as I'm sure all of, I hope, I fucking hope, if you're listening to me, you can at least identify that the clitoris is on the outside and on the inside. And so I told, and I told, I described to him where a clitoris would be on a woman and explained the clitoral hood and things like that. And he was like, oh, he looked like his mind was just hashtag mind blown, guys. It was, (laughs) it was a shocker for him. I did not teach him the shocker. Uh, that is not, I don't think shocker should be taught in, in sex ed classes. That's where I draw the line. Uh, shocker should stick to being taught in locker rooms um, where it belongs. And so the fact that sex for pleasure, that we don't, really, we don't teach where the clitoris is in many sex ed classes in this country is, is absurd. And, you know, and I, I can't, it, it blows my mind that abstinence only education is still a fucking thing in this country. Uh, it, it, it infuriates me. I mean, George W. Bush, uh, at the height of it, uh, his, he, he allowed the budget for, for abstinence only sex education. He was providing of our tax paying dollars, $176 million, 100, not 176 bucks that he gave to one guy to go do one class on it. No, $176 million given to abstinence only sex education programs for public schools. President Obama has uh, has since cut down that budget by uh, in 2012 he cut it down by two thirds uh, cut it down to uh, roughly about 55 million uh, I believe and then and in March he he did move to pass some legislation to cut the rest of it so so go go Barack he re- he recognizes that all the studies show that. Absence-only sex education has done nothing to prevent children from having sex. Um, I mean, even for example, a 2007 study ordered by Congress even admitted that absence-only students were just as likely, if not uh, more so, to have premarital sex and to contract STIs. Partially because they don't know how to use a condom because they're not really taught that but they are they're consistently lied to about what the percentage rates are the effective rates of of a condom um the contraction rates of stis i mean because some of these some of these courses they don't so there are sex ed classes in this country that don't talk about condoms the legislation uh their their state's laws say they don't have to mention birth control um or or anything else like that uh some of them they don't even fully teach the anatomy I mean, does that not like fuck your mind up? 
you know, we can continue the, the debate about what age uh, is appropriate to learn which things about sex. Um, I'm, I'm for a gradual rolling out of things. As they get older, they learn more and more things. I'm fine with that being a debate. But to still be debating whether or not children should be learning the, the basic fucking things about sex, condoms, birth control, and STIs and pregnancy... It, the that debate is still causing certain kids to have anal sex and then think that it, they can't get an STI from it because it's anal and it doesn't count because that's not Jesus's hole. I I I I slept with a woman who you know when she was much younger that she only did anal because she didn't think that that counted as sex. We do need to get to that step in this country where we can be adults about this and then teach our young adults, hey. Sex is not just for procreation. Sometimes, and actually most of the time, we do it for fun. Because in that, you teach about consent. You teach about rape. You teach respect and consideration for your partner, which are so, such important things. You know, why do I get so uh, infuriated? Probably because I didn't get sex ed, period. I went to a, a very small boarding school in Connecticut. And in four years, I got zero sex ed. There was no health class. There's no sex ed class. There's no sex ed day. None. Once a year, we would have a, a, a the boys' dorm would have a big meeting, and like all 120 of us would be in uh, in this big lounge area, and one of the teachers would come in and explain what the statutory rape laws in Connecticut were. Uh, to which <laughs> I remember one year she even said, "Yes, a toe counts." As penetration. So I didn't get sex education at all. And what happened? I'm 18 years old. I'm at a party after I graduated high school. And a girl wants to have sex with me. One day we'll get into my origin story. Right now is not going to be it. But what you need to know is that when she hands me the condom, I go, uh, I don't know what to do with that. And this poor girl had to put the condom on my dick herself. Something I don't think she ever thought she was going to have to do unless it was part of this like really sexy role play thing with maybe a flavored condom. Mildly embarrassing. So that's my uh so if you want to check out that article, it's it's quite fascinating because she's talking about teaching uh, a very young son, I believe 10 years old and had already taught him um her and her husband had already explained things to him when he was like in kindergarten. I don't know if I totally agree, but that's, that's the way they've chose, uh, chosen to raise their, their son. Uh, great article by Alice Dreger. Uh, check it out at psmag.com. The article is called what if we admitted to children that sex is primarily about pleasure. So that's that rant. Well, if you made it through this far, then now you're ready to hear uh, a great episode. Really awesome. Uh, they're all awesome, guys. These are really fun for me and the ladies, and I'm I'm hoping so you. This was a really good one with a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, uh, Kathy. I'm not even going to go into explaining, guys. I want you to just, uh, sit back and enjoy and listen to me sitting down with my good friend, Kathy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, I'm gonna. So, and to what degree are you talking about our past? Is that something you're saying the monologue, or is that what you were gonna talk about that? It it kind of just depends. What I'm trying to do is like not be constricted to things, so I don't want to force anything. Yeah. Uh, I want to just flow and we'll see where the conversation, like it may come up. It may never come up, up at all. Like it's we'll, interesting I used to be so- we'll, we'll just see kind of what happens. This is interesting actually because he- I used to be so protective of how people knew and what they knew about people I had been with because yeah. mainly because my ex, oh, we can't say his name. That's bad. Um, my ex was such, had such a severe Madonna board complex right. that he made me feel bad about sexual experiences I had before him, right. before knowing him. So the fact that I was afraid that, it's okay, you can put wherever the fuck you want, I just don't want it to fall. Um, like, I was afraid that he might find out that I, like, hooked up with you was traumatizing to me because I thought he would judge me. For- Which is funny because all we did was, like, make out and I think I touched your vagina at some point and that was about it. Yeah, but it's fine. It's still ripe for the picking here, right? It's still fair game. I remember we used to write down, keep track of. Of all of your sexual experiences of mine, I don't know, in like getting ready for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this, okay, yeah, hear is yourself. This, yeah, how's that? It's good um, for me to practice to know how far from you can go wherever I can kind of f- adjust it accordingly, but in post production, also, or just right now and in post, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a big tech guy, but this is interesting. Um, are but, we recording right now? Yeah, we have been recording this whole time. Yeah, shit, Billy. It's mostly so I can start hearing uh, what's what and, and what that looks like on there. But mm, So that's what I'm saying. Just, do, just talk a sentence or two. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I understand. Uh, like I said, we'll... we'll a we'll, little closer. We will um, spare my friends their first names on this, but I'm happy to tell you stories about our escapades in New York. All right. Okay. Yeah. You can speak up a little bit more. Okay. It's fine. Fair yeah. enough. You can yeah. just talk like talk naturally and I'll like adjust it accordingly. That's what I'm trying to say. Cool. Yeah. I'll talk how I normally talk. Sounds good. Okay. okay cool. There we go. Um, it's just hard when you have your ears covered because I can't tell. Doesn't it freak you out a little bit? <laughs> a little. I feel like I'm in an echo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find it. Uh, I think you're handling it all right. So yeah. Far. I'm, I'm handling the mic well. Although you're like holding it very apprehensively. You're kind of like, I don't know what to do with it. Um, I, you know, I need to like, practice. R- you're like Ricky Bobby. It's like, where do I put my hands? Where do I put my hands? I need to practice. You know, it's funny too because this will be a performance necessity for me once my, my band continues to progress. So. You, you have a band? Yeah. I haven't told you about this. I don't know. I feel like I've told you about this. Well, no, I'm writing music with a bunch of people and we're trying to get our demo recorded by the summer. And uh, we'll be we'll be playing around when we're in the city. I'll, I'll let you know to come by because we're gonna do like city performances, not necessarily venues, like just on the street. We want to take it to the streets, man. Take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. Form on some subways. Yeah, why not? What you guys fuck? can uh, play backup to the Showtime kids. I don't. Who are they? Oh, are you talking about the kids who like do the street dancing or? No, but like on the subways, like what time is it? Showtime. Time. <laughs> yeah, those fucking hacks. Some of them are great. Some of them are great, and they're unique, some and I give money like, to those. And the ones who do the same exact thing mm, as everyone else, I don't give money to. How many times can you bite your hat? And by the way, that hat landed on the floor. Ew. Yeah, but th- I mean, <laughs> well, hello, hello, uh, hello, Kathy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> 
I mean, it's definitely not me. I haven't been that funny yet. So no, it's definitely. I. It, it's just funny. It's funny. Good. It's good to good to be a part of this. I. Um, I'm happy to be able to talk to a friend about such interesting subject matter. Yeah. With, uh, you know, totally in private with the internet podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Uh, so we are we are in your your swank little apartment up yeah, here. Yeah, it's not uh, such a bad spot. Pretty sweet stuff. Uh, I you know I thought of you when I when I there's a news item that happened that came up I found oh God. I thought of you with your your because you're a very Irish Catholic looking gal I um, am I am you dude. totally are I just yeah so this came up oh no what are you gonna show give me your show me or you read it to me okay I'll, I'll read it uh, for the benefit of everyone yeah this thing came out uh, apparently there's like a group of Italian women who've been dating priests and they like. It's straight off of the Sopranos, guys. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's a big group, and they've all started writing in mass to Pope Francis. Oh no! Saying, "Can you please change it so we can just like bang our lovers? Our we just want to bang my priest in peace and like openness." And uh, and so they wrote this thing. So it's like a group of twenty six Italian women. They're like claiming they've had affairs with Catholic priests, and I'm not it, surprised. I mean, yeah. it's 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 unnatural to force these men to choose between having a family and having you know a marriage with God. It's I think it's silly. I mean, if you want, I thought we were gonna stay off politics, but since hey, we're doing down this road, it's fine. religion slash sex, the combination of the two. I, I think I think priests are gonna eventually, uh, for the necessity of the Catholic Church to survive, they're gonna have to be able to marry because I think. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there. I have a friend who's already in seminary school, and he would mm-hmm. completely object. But um, I think I think it's a I think it's going to be important for like the progression of people who are in the Catholic faith that priests are able to have romantic relationships. But well, but now could, now does it have to be romantic relationships, or do you think we can get to a place where the the priest can have a little bit of casual encounters? <laughs> like like casual like Craigslist priests seeking. Like can can a, can a priest be on Tinder? Can we get to a place in this country <laughs> or in this world uh, where we can just have a good old priest? Oh, I found on the this tins. amazing guy on OKCupid. He's so sexy in his priests. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so apparently they wrote this big letter uh, in this in out there uh, is anonymous because these women have to stay in hiding. Yeah, because they don't want to be out, shamed. They don't want out their priests, and they don't want to be looked at as like sinning whores by you know the, yeah. all the, the Catholics in, in Italy. So the, uh, they were saying, you know, we love these men; they love us, and in most cases, despite all efforts to renounce it, one cannot manage to give up such a solid and beautiful bond. Uh, and these women all met each other. Uh, somehow through a Facebook campaign. Oh my God. I'm not oh. really, I'm, I'm, I mean, the internet brings all these people together. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Wow. I found that pretty crazy. Uh, I love that you thought of me. <laughs> well, cause yeah, I, I figured you might have a slight opinion on it. Uh, you've, it, it, it kind of delves into the way, uh, especially the Catholic church, not I mean, all religion, a lot of religions, but especially the Catholic church and their attitudes towards sex and sexuality and, and oh. relationships and whatnot. And so, uh, this definitely ties into it. I thought that was uh, very interesting. Pope Francis also, by the way, didn't like just say no. He kind of gave a maybe. He was like, uh, he said that he's uh, he might be able to like waver. He's like, for now, like I want to keep it, you know, them celibate. But mm-hmm. who knows? We'll see what the future brings. I'm not sure. He's like evolving on the issues. He's it's like the Catholic Obama. I think it's interesting the way they took these vows and, and, and like the 
the Pope being the primary one to make the decision gets the choice to say whether or not these men can can renounce their vows of celibacy and and evolve with the rest of the world. I, I mean, you think the, if the Pope gets horny enough one night, he might be like, "All right, fine, you guys can do it." Someone call me a woman because I've had enough. Where where do I sign the paper? Dial I need it me now. a lovely Tuscan. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I you know I mean I think the Catholic Church. Uh, I'll be the first to say is uh, a little taboo about the topic of sex, more than a little taboo about the topics of sex. And in the household I was brought up with, which was, I would say, tremendously devout Catholic. And uh, the topics of sex were just always uncomfortable when they had to be had. And I'm fairly certain... (laughs) I remember the probably the most uncomfortable conversation of my life was a, a night a night I broke curfew and coming home the next day. Your mom was just like, "Where are you out being a whore? No, breaking no, curfew. She, Were you whoring, Kathy? No, she wasn't. She wasn't upset. I think it was my father who was more upset because my mom knew that I was going to break curfew and she. I was like the summer after high school. So it was what were like, you doing? I was I was at my boyfriend's house. His family was out of town, okay. and I was totally doing exactly what they thought I was doing, making out with my boyfriend. At his house alone with no parental guidance, God forbid, you know. Over the shirt or under the shirt? Uh, oh, totally past that. We were we were together <laughs> for like several, we were together, like my high school sweetheart and I were together for four years. Right. So that was like, I thought I was going to be with him for the rest of my life. I was like dedicated, committed. Like I already referred to his parents as like mom and dad. They loved me. We all went on family vacations together. Like it was, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty well protected in the sense that there was no like fucking around, you know. But um, I'll never forget coming home that next day and uh, I broke curfew. My father was furious at me because we had family visiting or whatever. And um, (laughs) out of nowhere, he's like, you know, I just want you to know I I found a fucking condom wrapper in the basement about three weeks ago. And I'm like, why the hell are you bringing this up now? He's like, well, it took everything inside of him to find. It took him three weeks of just inner <sighs> sexual frustration and hypocrisy like, to be like, "Fuck, okay, let's uh, do this." We have to talk about this, and then yeah, and, he, and I was like, "Well, at least I'm being safe." And he's like, "Nothing's a hundred percent." And I was like, "Well, I'm also on the pill. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty sure thing. I'm not gonna have a baby." He's like. Yeah. You can't be sure. <laughs> you know, it's just this fear. Which is so funny because you know what? Uh, when when a uh, when a self righteous atheist, I'm not going to name names, Billy Presida, but <laughs> self righteous atheist says the same argument to uh, to a Catholic guy like your father. Uh, you can't be sure. He's like, hey, faith. That's oh, what you, yeah. you should answer with the faith answer. Apparently, that's so uh, hands oh. down definitive. Oh, you know, Dad, just have some faith in have Trojan. A faith have in a faith Trojan in the Trojans, then. man. <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't know the the priest. Maybe maybe they'll get to start having some of the have some fun. Maybe the Pope. Well, the Pope says he's he's not he's not considering married. Uh, he's not going to consider getting married. Sorry, ladies. But like I, mean, I don't know if if the Pope was on the market, you bang would, the Pope. Would I? Would you bang the Pope? N- no, but you know I gotta. I gotta you do your Christian duty. No, it's not really a Christian duty to bang a Pope. I don't should be. Think. You know what? Should be rite of passage. Like some people have to like do years of service to bang a Pope, bang a priest. Um, but I think, uh, I, I gotta give him a lot of credit though for being so progressive. I mean, the last couple of popes who did that got knocked off and people want to talk about the fact that they were murdered. So, wow. I mean, conspiracy, we just went from, uh, politics to religion to conspiracy JP1. theories right now. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, no, I like, I do like, I mean, I'm, I'm an atheist. Um, I'm not like militant about it, but, uh, 
Uh, and I'm not a militant Catholic either. Yeah, no, to totally. Yes. I'm, I'm Look, aware. Just to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, I don't know. I like this Pope. He's a good guy. He's, I mean, he's the guy. He's, he's moving along about contraception a little bit. His thoughts on that. He's I mean, like, these, he, these conversations are so long overdue. It's, it's, almost, it's almost laughable. I but. love that this guy went out there and was just like, listen, like, Gays aren't evil. Uh, like, you want to fuck dudes? Fuck dudes. I don't care. Just be happy and nice to people. Like, oh, it's like Jesus. Love your brother and your sister. And if they love each other, well, that's weird because that's incest, but everything else seems okay. Don't, don't, let's not get started on that <laughs> fucking debate right there. That's, I don't, I'm not, I, we're, I'm not we're not ready. To, I don't know if we're ready, ready as that. a society to argue the incest <laughs> debate until we clear up all the gay stuff. People in Kentucky are very disappointed right now. <laughs> I mean, well, my, my Do you have fir- a lot of Kentucky listeners. The, well, I'm sorry, well, the, <laughs> that's the, not fair. The first, the first girl that I ever, um, that whoever kissed me, she was banging her cousin for a little bit. So that's so uncomfortable. I found that out. That yeah. was funny. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I this he's a good pope. This is a good guy, pope. I think, and he's yeah. on Twitter. Like he's a progressive dude. I think he's taking it in the right direction I- to the point that I don't have to be like so angry at Catholicism sometimes. Yeah, Francis is doing right by people. We named my we named my nephew after him. Killed no Jews yeah. that we know of, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, not not a former Nazi, which is good. A puppy or Jew killer would be a bad choice by yeah. the Vatican right now. He's just like this free-loving Argentinian dude. He's like, hey, uh, free love, do your thing. I love you, you love me, you love each other. Love is an interesting thing. It's a concept that people have kind of like avoided in Catholic faith. There's so much dogma. They kind of avoid the whole like love thing. God forbid we just love each other and take care. Even if it involves loving your fellow man's butt, like just got to love it. All God's children. children. (laughs) It's one big ancestral family here. It's not. No, we're not going there. I'm, (laughs) I'm staying clear of that one. I plead. No, what I'm just not not yeah. going there. <laughs> so, uh, so strong Catholic upbringing. So, sex was like a big no no. And well, and that's what just a no no. It's just like, it was very taboo. Like it. I mean, like we. I grew up with brothers too, so mm. it wasn't like I was sheltered. There was no. There was no sheltering me. But um, yeah, I think I think it was it was uh, it was definitely like the. If 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 you don't wait for marriage, you better be planning to marry this person. You know what I mean. Okay. So it was not. Did like, he get, did he give uh, those those chats to your brothers? Who my my parents? Yeah, did they give the same talk of like, well, if you're going to do this, make sure you're. No, you're, no, no. no. That's the point of was taboo. It the very, it just, it just is assumed. Was it the very traditional double standard? Was that going oh, on? Oh, totally. Yeah, oh. like I my my they wanted to give me like an earlier curfew because I was a girl. My mother was like, she, you know, she's a feminist. She's very like business oriented. She's like, I'll be damned if my if my daughter has a later or an earlier curfew than my boys. You know, mm-hmm. that didn't sit very well. But you know, I, no, I like my parents were fair. They're good people. They're very good people. They always had our best interest at heart, and you know our faith was always important in our upbringing. But it was more a matter of safety, I think, than anything that they were concerned with. And you know, I think, I think, rightly so, um, fathers are a little bit more concerned about their daughters being taken advantage of because, like it or not, the society we live in it tends to, you know, uh, take female female sexuality. Uh, and then just hide it in a closet somewhere. No, the opposite. Put it out there for everyone to see and but use it. But not touch. No, it's like a museum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I just totally switched from a closet to a museum and they're very different metaphors. But <laughs> we have a very big uh, look but don't touch policy. Yeah, 
to an extent, unless unless women feel like they want to use their sexuality to their benefit. Like that Duke girl who paid her college tuition by, well, I mean, I don't know if she was prostituting or stripping no, or she's whatever. No, she's a porn star. Or a porn star, yeah. I mean, she's not, I totally support her right to do it. She's not very good. I, but, I mean, I have like, done she very... She can do it. I don't know if you've seen a video, but... It's, I wasn't impressed. I've seen li- I've seen literally nothing but an article. Okay. Um but I, I and I'm not going to say I'm not going to pass judgment it's not my place to, but you know it's it's her body, it's her choice to to choose what she chooses. I'm not sure I could do that, but you know I that think That should be her right to do it. Yeah, I think it's interesting how though you you don't see the opposite happening very often. I mean, I guess God, maybe it's just not maybe it's just not documented. What? Can you imagine seeing a guy like Taking his uh, his physique and body and exploiting it, they do it all the time. Have you ever opened up an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog? Right, right, right. Have you ever yeah, seen no, those men? Right. Ho- no, you're absolutely right. Those no, right. horse looking boys with the V thing by yeah, their the Abercrombie the, V, the, it's the V odd. like in that region. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That it's pubic like that, ish, it's like that Abercrombie V. Area. I yeah. refer to that as the Abercrombie. Yeah, v. <laughs> that's that's taking your your sexuality and using it no, for you your make benefit. A good point. Uh, I know a guy who like he did porn for a very long time. Absolutely. And yeah, but he doesn't get fucking death threats and shitty tweets saying you should kill yourself. And telling her she's a slut for that, that's unfair. See, that's unfair. And it's super unfair to and the point that sometimes, you know, we get shit that it takes things like the Duke porn star who's getting death threats. We got, It takes mm-hmm. a, a college freshman who very recently, and I'm talking, um, you know, this was a, this was a month ago, uh, this college freshman got out. She did one casting couch video. Okay. got out around like her hometown mm-hmm. for like the high school she went to and they all started doing the slut shaming yeah. now i'm not going to say that the slut shaming necessarily caused this because we can't prove that Mm-mm. i think no, the fact like that, that there's cyberbullying the fact that slut shaming happened at all was a huge is a huge problem mm-hmm. but you know what ends up happening girl killed herself at the end other end of a shotgun so fucking sad it's awful well i mean slut shaming is a thing there it's so it's so easy to sit either on your side of the keyboard or your side of the table and just pass judgment so willy nilly and not know the like the ramifications of the words you say. Those people have to live with that, you know. And and if there are choices they're not proud of, can you imagine how much more painful that yeah. must be? And like I think I think it's really cruel when people think it's so easy to. I mean the, the whole. I'm very familiar with people and this notion of like the Madonna whore complex. You're either this virginal perfect thing, you are without sin, you must be like on your pedestal or everyone else, you know, who's not doing this, living this righteous life, you know, they must be on a wayward path. And those people are, you know, the whores yeah. or the the people who, and, and I, I'm not familiar with that from my family. My family never ever put that kind of a thing on me. It was never like a judgment thing. It was always a safety thing. But like in my relationship with my most recent long-term relationship. He came from like an evangelical Christian family. Was this the um, the guy? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring that up in a bit. Yeah, but like it was it was a severe problem where I started really second guessing my sexual experiences and myself, and feeling bad about things that happened before I had ever known him, because of uh, like some really serious Madonna whore things, things where he would be disgusted to know that I, I dated a man briefly who was, you know, whatever, 15 years older than me, you know, like whatever, like, okay, wow, four dates. And I, all of a sudden I'm the whore and you're the Madonna. How lovely that must be. But feel. then he still wants to make sure you're going to be a whore in the bedroom for him. Right, right, right. So long as, so long as you're a whore for him, you're his whore. Yeah. 
Yeah. See, like my family, my family may be like religious or whatever, but nobody ever made me feel bad about myself. Good. You know, the Catholic, I mean, I had a very healthy family upbringing in that respect, but I find it very interesting how, how easy it is to stand on, on your own pedestal when you think you come from this correct, like well-planned, well-laid path of right. And, uh, some people, find it easy to judge the people that don't understand people they don't know you know it's 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 a problem i have i have made a point ever since leaving that relationship to try to uh understand more people's sexual choices because it's uh it's not easy walking in people's shoes always mm-hmm. yeah. that uh yeah the, the slut shaming shit just gets me it just infuriates me. Yeah. And I don't know, like some would say like I shouldn't because like, well, I'm not getting such, but like I do, like I get I, not, not to an extent where people tell me I should kill myself, but like mm-hmm. it's more subtle maybe with me. Like if I go on a first date and not, and again, I'm getting better at like filtering myself where I'm like, I'm not <laughs> laying out the entire sexual history right there uh, yeah. before the appetizers come. But like sometimes that's a tough pill to swallow, though, especially with strangers, because you're like, what am I getting into? Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, at some point when that comes out, I then get and it's not like they won't see me again. It's a lot of times you'll just be like, OK, well, he can't be in this boyfriend box, but I can totally he'll be this like fun guy that I sleep with and we do fun things. Yeah. Cool. But I can't take him seriously. So, I mean, that's a different type. It's very subtle. It's very slight. It's somewhat different, but it's the same. It's still slut shaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all that shit, it, it's just fucked up, especially, well, you know, when it when it when it ends up becoming that we get like a girl who's just a freshman at Duke who just wants to like pay her tuition and goes to a good school yeah. and speaks. Clearly, pretty, she's got a brain. I mean, she, she speaks. Have you heard her? No, like she, I said, I've seen if you an watch, article. If you or watch two. an interview with her again, yeah. her porn skills and her stripping skills not very good. Like probably I'm not, not as impressed. good as her as our, she is articulate. Yeah, her own. She went on the View, super articulate. Really, she, she knows how to speak. Yeah, she got she got pummeled on the View. It was really sad. Really, but Barbara Walters. Nah. Yeah. Really? Barbara. Barbara. Barbara? Uh, I, I think Barbara Whoopi was, was the only one. Whoopi was the only one who sort of took her side. Not side, but was not so judgy on her, um, calling it like being a slut or whatever, or selling her body and recognizing that she's owning, you know, she's selling something that she owns, yeah. which is her body. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know slut shaming become it gets me very. It makes my blood boil and. Yeah, it should. I mean, people don't take care of each other. You know what I mean? But I think the difference is, Billy, like you and I, okay, so you and I have known each other for, what, six years? Longer. Longer. Yeah, since, I mean, because did you, did you live with Katie and them the first year? Second year. I was sophomore. Okay, so then I, I've known you since 2008. Yeah, so a yeah. long time. And I've known you, you know, in various venues. I mean, just being like, obviously friends, but like over the years, we've... I've gotten to know you more and more and I think it's I think it's different um to I think it's different to recognize a person's sexual history as a person that you know rather than a stranger. So I, like it would be a lot harder for people to slut shame their friends is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um from knowing you, knowing your personality, knowing your you know your comical nature or whatever else, you know, your personality. It's harder to look at you and be like, "Wow, you fucked a stranger." I'm judging you. It's a lot harder to do that. Whereas you look at a person on the street who you don't know them from Adam, you, it's so easy to look at them and be like, "You're worthless. I don't know you, and I'm going to make you feel small." You know. And I think it's messed up that people don't consider that those people have friends, those people have family, and those yeah. people have those people in their lives that don't judge them. So why the fuck do you exist to judge? Yeah. 
And so, and, and that, that segs into you. So you, you mentioned that there was this fella who did that to you. There was I mean, some judge, there was some judgment judging. Yeah. There was, it was judgment for your past, which was your past that you did for the most part. Don't seem to have regret. Uh, no, I did at the time though. You know, like when you're young and you're in love, you really just want to be the best person you can be for this person. But then, you know? what, but why is you? Uh, why is you having a sexual history make well, you not the best? Well, why he is was that? a virgin when I started. Dating yeah, him. but but what I'm saying is that when you say you want to like then be the best for him, and it's like, well, why are you any less the best if you've had sex? If I could reverse if my twenty or a nineteen year old self and ask myself that question, I gotta save myself like three years. So mm-hmm. <laughs> please. Uh, 2020 hindsight is awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I was, I think I was just enamored with this guy who like had it all together seemingly and, you know, had these like strong moral principles and like, Oh, I respect you. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult, especially, you know, and I'll be the first to admit like in my formative times questioning, you know, my stance on things, you know, I've given my, my upbringing being a little bit more on the like, cautious side sexually like I but I didn't like just dive right into that in college like I was kind of like a serial monogamous I had two main relationships mm-hmm. so um it wasn't it wasn't an intuitive for me so you know when I finally did in college like you know kiss a few guys or go on a few dates and like you know make out with you one drunken night <laughs> things <laughs> I things that I did like I I was unsure how I felt about them because I, I I didn't really know yet whether or not I was uh you know the person that I I wanted to be and and now it's it's nice to look back on these things and be like wow that night I made out with Billy Persita I I'm no less of a cool person and <laughs> oh phew <laughs> uh, I've been waiting uh, six years to, to oh, hear that Billy. so <laughs> Um, but so this, this is interesting that the, um, this, you're actually the second person on my show to, to have been formally engaged. Oh, really? It's yeah. like a new trend, isn't it? I actually just met someone yesterday who said she broke off her engagement like two weeks before the wedding previously. Was like, she like in your age range? She's like six years older than me. Oh, okay. But that's yeah. different. Okay. Yeah. But, so, she's also about to get married again. So this is five years later. Okay. So you're, so you're a, a, a young, I, yes, a young gal. Formerly and- engaged. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tell, yeah. tell us about that. So, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, um, you know, when you, I guess, I guess it's, it's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. Young people like to think that there, there will be no bumps in the road. It's awesome. Everything's peachy keen until it's not. And, uh, sunshine and roses and flowers out your butt. And then all of a sudden, like, it's not, um, I guess, uh, I met this guy. I, it, it was a totally different culture shock for me too because he was military. Yeah. So that was a huge. Uh, I was gonna say it is as we're recording this right now. It is Fleet Week in. Oh, I know. In New York. Oh. So how oh. many sailors have you, bro? How <laughs> many? Just I'm just know, saying. Are you doing your patriotic the, duty? That Army Navy controversy or the Army Navy competition between those guys is can you brutal. Not, can you not no. sleep with a Navy guy now that you've been with? An no, Army? I think it makes it more desirable knowing that I had my ex was Army. And every like, time oh, you every time know. you get a new Navy guy, you're oh, like, yeah, oh, take that. Me- Show me that sailor hat. Yeah. Can I have that tie? Is yeah. every little time you do it, is it kind of like Army, a fuck you Navy. to him? No. Go Navy, beat Army. Yeah, no. And uh, it's funny, though. Actually, I had a conversation with a, a group of, of Navy guys and was like, just all of you 
get in my cover photo real quick. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was with my roommate actually out and it was kind of unintentional, but we did, we did stumble on some Navy guys and struck up a nice conversation. And let me tell you, those boys, they know how to kick up their heels because damn, they don't do it enough probably during the week. So come fleet week, they're like raring to go. And I was like, all right, boys, it's time for us to go home alone. You know, my roommate and I, so I'm in a committed relationship of singleness with my roommate. <laughs> so later, but, um, I, you know, it's, yeah, Fleet Week, funny. Uh, what so, an interesting pastime. So you, so you met so this I was guy, like, yeah, so military? I a, yeah, I was gay. I, I was uh, dating this guy. We dated for... How did yeah. you guys meet again, even? We met in an Irish pub. We were both underage right. at, at that uh, that Shades of Green on Irving. Shades of Green? Oh, Shades Irving. of Green, yeah, yeah, where you didn't need an ID. It was yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, well, you do now. You the do? guy, The guy's pretty... I, I actually guy? know the owner. No, it's so funny. I've met him a few times. I mean, I don't know him, know him, but I've met the guy a few times. He's like a nice guy. Are it was a total fluke that we all got in. We were celebrating my former roommate's birthday. It was New Year's. Mm-hmm. It was right after... Well, it was like right after New Year's. And um, yeah, he... Uh, he struck up a conversation, and uh, then he asked me to go to a, a military ball with him like a week later. And it's so funny because I remember calling my dad and being, him being like, you know, like the rules of like military balls, right? You can't do anything. Like you can't hold hands. Just, you know, there's like don't – if you speak to certain people – don't say sir because they all have like hierarchy and ranking. And I'm like, I don't know any of these rules, yeah. you know. So I like – um it was a it was a very steep learning curve for me right off the bat, and you know I was so enamored because I'm like, oh my god, this guy I known him a week, and he takes me to this ball, and he's a perfect gentleman. He opens the car door. He taught he taught me on our first weekend how to drive uh, standard, uh-huh. yeah, stick shift, which to this date is probably his best contribution to my life. Yeah. Really, just teaching me how to drive standard. That's good to know. No, it's great. I'm in a pinch. I can drive any car I need to drive, which is awesome. Women, you should all learn to drive stick. So, um, yeah, I had a good weekend. We started dating almost instantaneously because he was insistent that he was not cool with people dating multiple people at one time. And I was like, that seems honorable. That seems cool. I can dig that. You know, like, sure. You know, I'm like, I, I was so naive and, you know, like, great. So we started dating and it was, it was like off to the races. It was like, you know, all of a sudden we were seeing each other every weekend. Fast forward three years. He was stationing in, um, in Germany. And um, I wanted to go over with him. I wanted to go to Europe. Sounds like a blast. I was like, I was going to keep writing, doing theater over there. And um, yeah, and from then on, it was, uh, it was, how do we figure this out? It was like problem solving and, and things just dissolve at that point. I mean, wait, I come. Wait, 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 has he engaged? Uh, has he proposed to you at this point? No, not until I, he was okay. already in Germany. He went to Germany ahead of me. Um, and I visited him twice and it was kind of like, what are we doing? Like, well, now what, you know, we're an ocean apart and three years into this. And, uh, you know, it was always difficult though, because like my family being Catholic really would have liked me to meet a Catholic guy and he was Protestant, which seems like such a stupid thing. And it, but you know what? And I, I later learned that that was just a cop out for them because they just couldn't stand him at all. They just loathed him with the five or thousand sons and it was because he was condescending to me and controlling and made me... Um, but Kathy, uh, then he won't be uh, tr- being a true gentleman, which means uh, owning you as a woman. Right, right, right. No, and it was great. My, my, my dad was like, yeah, I mean, if you want to just give up that really sexy NYU education and you know career you've started in New York to be a goddamn army wife, like, I mean, it's your fucking funeral. And, you know, he's right. I mean, t- to his feminist credit was like, 
why would you give up your goals and dreams for another guy that's absurd, no daughter of mine, you know? Um, and, and God bless him. He stuck to his guns and my brothers sufficiently sabotaged as much as they possibly could. And, um, yeah, the family united to, uh, <laughs> to make it really fucking difficult for us. And, you know, and I held on for a while and basically we just snapped. It, it, it was, um, it was bad. It was a bad idea. Wait, so then when, when was the, we, we haven't even gotten to the proposal. What was, wait, when oh, was, yeah, yeah. So I jumped was, over the thing that everyone goes and cries about and watches YouTube videos. Oh yeah, of. yeah. No, it was, it was kind of romantic. I mean, I, um, I was, I was kind of gearing my family up towards this was probably going this direction. So you guys talked about it. This wasn't a surprise thing. I, I didn't know when it was going to happen. Yeah. And so I was out but, there. But see, that's the thing that gets me about when people, they plan like, are we going to get married? We're prob- probably. He's, and then you're just waiting for the, the said, proposal. Then it's like, you know, you're getting married. He was so. like, wait on the line. I thought it was like a year off, you know? And, and I was kind of pissed about it too, because at the time, all I could think about was like, we're a fucking ocean away, you know? Mm. So like in hindsight, God damn, slow down girl. Um, but in, in, you know, again, 2020, uh, things I wish I could do like over again. I mean, yeah. Anywho. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, I was in Germany having a blast. Like we do fun things. And I remember, I'll never forget. I had, this is, and this is the thing that to this day reminds me of why, uh, this was such a, a bad, uh, connection for us to, to make, I we had made a, a plan to go to like some beer festival in another town with a bunch of military friends and a couple of army couples and um it was great. I was making friends with people, having a blast. And um we had both forgotten our passports. And I was like, shit, you know, if we're going to another town on a train, like we probably need those, you know. It's not super far, it's still in the country, but it's a bad idea to leave it. So he's like, don't worry, the train leaves in 25 minutes, and he was a runner, so he's like, I'm going to run back to my apartment. You know, it was like five, ten minutes away. I'm going to run really fast, and I will come back with uh, the passports. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll just hang with the group, you know. And I told him exactly where in my bag it was, blah, blah, blah. He comes back, like, we've all missed the train, okay? The next train's like another, what, 20, 30 minutes. It was no big deal. Um, We've all missed the train. And he is in a foul mood. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong, you know? And turns out, in my bag, I had my journal, which, you know, I'm always writing, like, song, lyrics, and words, short stories, pieces, characters, Mm -hmm. dialogue, whatever. And um, turns out he had read, like my a section of it from i don't know why in our three-year relationship he hadn't just spied on me sooner but he chose this weekend to read uh an entry from like five years prior one before i knew him about a boy a guy i had dated when i was abroad in in ireland sees this and it's dated clearly it's old (laughs) and he is just fit to be tied because uh like i dated this guy in ireland and i well, I didn't give him every detail about my relationship with this guy. It was short, short term, what, like one month long fling I had in, mm. while I was abroad. And he is pissed and he is accusing me of lying and avoiding the whole thing and not being forthright. And how can we have a honest relationship if I haven't told him everything about my fucking soul and everything? I'm thinking to myself. So, I mean, I, I just, I, I was just, I was just beside myself that he was so pissed and to the point where he got so pissed off, like, he was screaming back to me right into a, a wall, a brick wall, talking to me in the way he did. And that was when I knew things were not right, you know? And then um, I was really upset about it. And then a couple days later, a couple days later while I was on this trip, 
um, you know, I was like, geez, I was feeling really uneasy about that. And I was actually thinking like, this is, this is bad. This is really bad because it never gotten to the point where I had felt so, um, diminished or almost unsafe, you know, like in that capacity. So later the night, that was when he had, uh, he had, you know, like gotten real up in my face and angry and yelling. And I was like, I've never been spoken to in that way, had names called to me in that way. And, and been, you know, accused of being a slut or a whore or a bitch or whatever and had these names called, I, um, I was sort of stunned. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm here for like five more days, so better put on a happy face. Like, what am I doing here, you know? And, and, and if, I, if I had been a stronger woman at the time, I would have just fucking left, you know? But I wasn't, you know? I wasn't, I wasn't at that point in my life yet. And so I kind of put on a happy face and was like, I love this guy. Maybe he was just being ridiculous. We were all at a a beer festival, maybe he was just drunk. Like I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. A few days later, he's like, well, we're going to have people over to the house. So, um, you know, if you want to help plan something while I'm at work, like maybe, you know, go to the grocery store, make some food and like whatever. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, the night before this happens, he, uh, proposes to me on, uh, we were putting together a, uh, kitchen table and chairs for just in the timeline. So, the this is beginning like, pissed thing happened like, right before the like proposal. three four days before okay yeah and I was like trying so hard to not be upset about that but it was always in the back of my mind and I was like really uneasy about it but also I cared so much about him and I was like I've literally renounced my family's concerns and put them in the back burner for you mm. you know and they've been saying this all along and god damn it you're proving them right I don't want you to prove them right I really want you to prove them wrong you know and you're just fucking it up you know and, um, that was, that was hard. Um, I mean, we had broken up once before and, and it was, it was the same thing, you know, like slut shame, slut shame. I, um, I accepted the proposal, but I'll never forget. He was like, he was expecting me to be more excited and he was mad. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just really confused right now. I don't, yes. And I'm confused. So then the next day, all these people come over to our house or our apartment and I, I didn't know it was our engagement party <laughs> I had just planned. And then I go home like two days later and he's driving me to the airport and we're having this conversation. I'm like, I really think you should take this ring back because clearly after this week and the ups and downs here, we are so not ready for the step. And I need to go back to New York and regroup and think about my career for a second. Um, I really don't like the way you spoke to me the other day. It's asinine to me that you are so furious about that and you're holding on to these things that are irrelevant. And, um, I mean, it just showed how insecure, you know, in himself um, he was. And I, uh, I was like, I, I'm going to go get on that plane and I'll see you soon. I'm not, we're not ending this. It's just, you should save this for a later date because this is not, this is not it. You okay. know, he was stunned. <laughs> I think he really was just hoping that he would, you know, make me a wife and shut my ass up. I'm going through security and... I see him and he screams my name and I'm like, good fucking God. I'm in a German airport. This madman is screaming my name. I'm like, I got to get on my plane soon. Okay. And I <laughs> get out of line, talk to him and he's like, you don't have to wear it, but just hold on to it. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, like this is a wreck. Like what a, what a fucked up engagement this is. It's like day three and we're a disaster. I was like, my family was right. What am I doing? I had like this whole meltdown. So like, you know, we kiss, make up. I just was like running to the plane. Not, not because I thought I was going to miss it, 
I just wanted to get on that plane so badly. And so I get on the plane, but not before I stopped at this beer place. And in Germany, you could, they give you a plastic cup. They were like, you can take this on the plane. I was like, I'll take two. So I take two massive beers, get on the plane. I'm spilling. I sit down next to this New Zealand woman whom I literally fall in love with. I really hope this is like the New Zealand woman who sits down and she tells you about life. She's kind of old and elderly. And She's not elderly. Like, I'm going to teach you about life. And then she kind of changes your worldview on relationships and love. And then you're like, maybe I should take the proposal. No, she's fucking brilliant. I sit next to her for like 15 minutes and she's like, that's my husband. That's his best friend. And I'm over here with you. And we are going to get fucked up. And I was like, what? Yeah. She's like, can I have a sip of that beer until this woman gets us our drinks? And I was like, I like oh. this kiwi. And she was hilarious. She's like, all right. She goes to the switch, the, the, uh, the steward, steward, stewardess, the flight attendant, and says, <laughs> sorry, the proper You're like, I don't know. Uh, uh, gender, do I gender, what's gender. Gonna, what's the least offensive thing what, to what say? What am I going to not yell that for? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've already like crossed some lines here. Uh, and she goes, we're going to need like about 12 of these little bottles so just keep them coming you know and i was like you woman are amazing she's like i never had children so like tell me everything and i was like all right told the whole story and she's like sounds to me you should take my advice because i moved to new zealand i'm from new zealand i moved to europe for my husband left my career behind and he's a lovely guy like don't get me wrong but i fucking left my career don't do it like she was she was so anti getting married. She was like, don't, don't move to Europe. You're in America. Go be you. And, uh, you know, bless his heart. Very, uh, very impressive uh, New Zealand accent there. Well, I used to live with the Kiwis. I, was, I told not, you about that, right? I had two Kiwi roommates. No, I for, do not. Oh, Tell I love, me. Love them. They were a couple. They lived together in, um, in the room before, you know, the other roommate of ours Wait, is this in college? No, no, no. This was in my apartment in Brooklyn. Ah, I don't yeah. remember this. This was right before uh, the other the other friend of ours that you used to regularly hook up with moved in with me again. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right. yeah. My other roommate that you used to fuck. Oh, the, <laughs> we we had sex one time. It's really that's it. We she was, we hooked up several times. We only had sex one time. She's really hot I, on your trail. I thought for she, sure that there was more. Yeah, that's the problem something that happens. Sometimes. Is she gonna be on the show? I haven't contacted her yet. Really? I mean. <laughs> I only I contact like I'll contact like five women at a time and then like so I mean right now I'm backed up with a lot of people to like who said yes and we're just trying to get the scheduling that like I don't need so I'm just waiting but yeah no she's she's she could she's right for the here. picking I think I mean we'll see, right, we'll see. yeah <laughs> he's blushing you can't see it but there there's there's dimples and blushing and it's funny I'm adorable he's uh, adorable I want to pinch your super cheeks cute. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not the most interesting guest you've had, so I'm trying no, to. Really. It is a, it's a fun uh, engagement issue. I wish thing. I could talk more about like, you know, like butt plugs or something really cool, but this, uh, this Irish Catholic, I'm like, I do not have all the same. Well, you know, here's one. Well, so, you know, he was a virgin when you started seeing him. Yeah. And you took that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were okay with that. I mean, I know you. Because well, on last week's show, we had a conversation about like, you know, would you take a, a guy's V card? Yeah, I, I've got two V cards in my pocket. Wow. Well, my high school you. sweetheart. Well, no, they were both my. I mean, like I was like young love. First, we took each other's. It okay. was joint. You swapped. You just like, we swapped. Like, here, hey, I'll give you mine you if you take mine. I, <laughs> I, I need I need a Dennis Rodman. I got a Scottie Pippen here. I got an extra yeah. trade cards. Here, you take John Elway's uh, rookie card, and I'll give you Brett Favre misspelled rookie card. <laughs> uh, you give me 
a Michael Jordan signed rookie See, card. See, we're on I'm going to do the football and playing And I'll cards. give you my virginity. I feel like that's <laughs> a fair trade there. All right. I'll have. <laughs> we can do this all night. Yeah. we Yeah. Um, it's a great Saturday. Uh, we can do this all the time. It's fine. it's fine. We don't need the show cool. to do that. Um, so, yeah, we did that. I, yeah, it was a long time, though. We waited. My, my, my fia- ex-fiance and I waited did, a significant amount of time. Did to, that frustrate you? A little bit, actually, because I felt like I very early on from the very beginning, being open about not being a virgin, felt like I was somehow, um, I don't know, less pure. And I was really uncomfortable with the feeling of being uh, more advanced than the guy because gender roles in society should, you know, this normalcy of guys having... To be the aggressor, uh, yeah, the aggressor, and take things down, yeah, 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 and having having women be, you know, a little more fragile, dainty, and pure. This expectation it felt very out of place for me, and it was it was difficult. I I, I was uncomfortable, so it wasn't so much of like I'm I'm uncomfortable because I'm. Uh, I was you, it wasn't, like, it wasn't were, a like, lack of you, satisfaction. You were, you were waiting for you were kind of more like okay, well, I'm I'm gonna wait for him to to come pounce me. Basically, because I didn't, I didn't want to. You want to offend, maybe. Yeah, and also like, oh my god, his family had a really big problem that he was visiting me at school, and I'm like, good lord, we are in college, like, 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 uh, I don't have the time. Uh, there were like no words there. It was just a lot of guttural. Yeah, noise. I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't have the time to get into that. That the uh, imposing presence of you know, certain people's judgment and how it, it impacts people's life choices, you know? Yeah. Well, but, it sounds like you've, you've moved on from it, from it pretty well. Uh, cause now <laughs> you, 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 you date and do things and yeah, I you're d- a, a sexual yet seemingly, uh, apparently a pretty put offish no matter how many hot naval guys you have around you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. No, it's weird. I have this new theory of attraction. It's okay. not really working well for any of my girlfriends because they can't master the, I don't give a fuck thing, Okay, but it's weird. Like the less I care about meeting a guy who I'm supposedly going to like end up with and like find yeah. you, you like euphoria, Nirvana or whatever this, like this all, all encompassing, like, Life partnership. On we. I don't think that's the right word. I just, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like it should be the right word, but I actually have no idea what I'm just looking is. for jouissance, let's be honest. Okay, <laughs> now you're switching all? languages and I'm feeling very <laughs> inferior. And as a man, I need to not feel inferior right now. Right, gender roles. Um, yes, uh, let's keep those going. It's a theme. Um, no, I think, um, I think it's, it's interesting that when I first broke off the engagement, I was, very trigger shy. Like I didn't want to see anybody date anyone. I was like, and my ex was like already on to the next. He has a new girlfriend. They like travel together and I'm happy for them. God bless them. I mean, they're both military. They seem to fit each other better. Uh, I think, I think she probably is less outspoken than me, which is probably a good fit. (laughs) Um, but that's just my supposition from not knowing this person. So that's maybe not fair, but anyways, um, but now, now you're now you're dating. Yeah, no, I I'm out there dating people. I actually I actually dated a guy from his his academy who was who he hates. Actually, they couldn't stand each other. Mm. Um, I, I he came and visited me. I I try and keep my guys more than 500 miles away and more than uh more than in the dark because okay. it seems to work better that way. Because I'm really not looking to commit with anyone either. 
And so when you say you're dating guys right now, it's more like, do you really mean you're sleeping with guys or do you really mean dating? I really I, mean. I find that can be a really ambiguous term that comes well, up. Okay, so, like, oh, well, like I'm out, I'm dating. But it's like, are you like dating a person? So though? August is two years of me being single from my engagement having broken off. Holler. Okay, proud. Woo, represent. Um, but I, I guess like I dated a lawyer in the city for a few months. Nice guy, slightly older than me, which was a problem. Mm-hmm. But he had Why is like, that a problem? Well, I mean, no, it's not a problem. It was kind of the beginning of my curiosity with dating guys slightly older than me because I, I sort of was like, all right, clearly guys my age are not working out. This is what you know, my mental path was yeah, yeah, from yeah. A little ageist. breaking up. It's okay. Keep going. I am. Yeah. I was being yeah. an ageist. I was, I was being an ageist. It's not personal, Billy. It's just Fine. that my ex was my age. So it was sure. a little yes. bit like, let's judge let's, uh, all the guys. You're right. It's not, I'm not saying that. it's fair. I'm just saying okay. what happened. As long as you recognize <laughs> you're crazy. I'm okay with, 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 with when some, I was going to say women, but I'm going to just say <laughs> people. Cause I don't want to get, that. <laughs> I'm okay when people want to uh, be crazy if they at least recognize, listen, I know this doesn't make sense. It's irrational. It's it's wrong and incorrect. I'm still going to go with it. I'll be like, okay, at least you know. Yeah, at least you're aware of it. Yeah, if you're fine, if you recognize you're crazy, then go be crazy. So, but so you okay. So what I'm saying is, I got curious about dating guys who are in a different place in their life than my ex. Okay, so I dated this guy who was a lawyer. It's funny because I literally was on a date and I walked past him on the street the other day, which was hilarious because um, I was with my date and i was like i dated that guy (laughs) it was awkward and i couldn't i couldn't filter that one out for some reason um but yeah he was like a porsche driving lawyer and he thought he was hot shit and how small was his penis it actually one would think that he would be compensating more but i you know less less compensation than one would expect um but no like again little too boring too dry he wasn't cutting it in my mental curiosity so that just didn't last more than like three months that was a thing okay so no when so when you go in like you you go on these dates and then like you start dating a guy like you're just dating that guy i mean like or no i'm asking if i'm dating a guy like like going out and like having a drink with him like dating yeah sure but i'm like that's assuming no one's sleeping i'm not fucking 12 guys at once that's definitely not the idea that's not the goal here I went on a date with a guy that I met in a very interesting way. Um, the I met I met a straight man at a gay bar. Figure that one. He was the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out to this lovely dinner. He's a doll. I really like him. He's from Jersey. You'll understand. Um, but don't let me in with those people. <laughs> oh, fu- now, a, now for who's... all intents and purposes, I'm a fucking New Yorker. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Am... Are we trying not to tell our viewers that you're from New Jersey? Is this going to get edited? <laughs> uh, no, no. It's I. I just I. I disown my my Jersey. Heritage. Okay, so here's the thing, though. I really, really like this guy. He's funny. He's sweet. He's very into me. He took me out to this very nice dinner, right. and um, was a was a really good gentleman, nice guy, funny. Um, a little crass, which I kind of like. Okay. Um, he didn't go for the full bachelor degree. He just quit after the associates, which I don't normally have a problem with. Some people don't want to do that. Some people don't have the funds to go get the full degree, blah, blah, blah. He came from a family where his dad was a doctor and he quite literally just did not want to get a bachelor's degree, which to my mind would be a kind of a basic necessity of survival. Uh, 
I mean, he's a bartender. Is he fine? Be- I no, mean, he has his own business. He has his own business too. He's an, he's a personal trainer. Okay, so he I mean, thought it's he not necessary. So he doesn't he doesn't need the bachelor's degree, and he saw oh, he's like, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't want it. He can always go back and get it later. I yeah. Mean, so I guess what I, I'm getting I, at I is, I literally just went on a second date last night with a girl who she is like she graduated high school at 16. Like was one of those like gift prodigies. Yeah. Yeah, and she she just was bored with. She's like, I just don't want to do college. I want to do makeup. On movies. Oh, so she went to cosmetology? No, she's just doing that instead because wow. she's just like, I just don't want to, I didn't want to do college. I didn't even finish to get to the associates because I'm bored there. I'm not interested. And so, and, and she knows she can always go back if she wanted to. Yeah, that's fair. I, and I, I can respect people having other aspirations. I like, think I if wish it's a I guy a- who's like, he, he flunked out of college and didn't yeah, finish. And it's because he was like, I don't want to get a class. Not being at all ambitious or, you know, sitting around playing video games all day. Like, he's certainly ambitious. He's got his own business. Yes, this guy seems like a winner. I don't yeah. know why you're cutting the guy down just because he doesn't have a, a degree. Again, this is what women do. We're like, where's our checklist? Like, you know, it's true. It's it's unfair. Wow, yes. No, it is. It's it's totally indicative. And my girlfriends and I are guilty of this all the your, time. Your girlfriends specifically are you, very guilty of this. You have one in mind that you... You know, when you came to my house for oh, me party... She she fucking left. She's like, I well, heard, when, no, yeah. she's like, I need to go wash my hair, which was code for I no longer want to hang out with Billy. Like, I hate that she talks like that. <laughs> just say I me, do, just say she, I don't want to fucking see Billy. That's that's exactly, all you have and then, to then do. she told me that, which is the most overtly hostile thing I've ever. She's such a nice person. She's to me. such a cute person, and she ruins it by like <laughs> speaking in code. Like she asks like, me how you are all the time. She's like. How's Billy? It's her code for being like, do you still talk to Billy? She's still, <laughs> such, she's just like, oh, it's such a shame. She's like this beautiful woman. And then she's gorgeous. And then just acts like she belongs like as a step for wine from Mad Men. Like no, that's, it's not that. I think she just has ugh. high standards and she's still she has, finding yes, her way. Yes, high standards. If the bank account is high enough, then that's the standard. That's <laughs> For some people, that that is important. And it's, and, and you know, and I'm like money is certainly not my question. I just want to know if this guy has read like a book. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, if you, then that's what I'm, that's no, that's day two. That's going to be the question I ask him throughout the night at some point to be like, so like, what are you reading right now? And I know that sounds arrogant and stupid, but like, I want to, I want to, I want to be able to have like an intellectual conversation, All right. you know? And I think that's, I think it's fair that's, to like, that's fair that to say like, I want a guy who like has read a book, but I don't know. I feel like if you're going to cut the guy off just cause he doesn't have a degree, I'm but he has his own off. business. I, yeah, uh, I know he's doing really well, like actually too. And then I'm happy for him. He's actually really nice. I like him. I just gotta find out. Don't if, don't let don't let something his, dumb, stupid, and irrational get in the way of something that could be something. Like I know I, we're waiting on date two because I was just out of town for visiting family. So I'm like, he's like, we were supposed to hang out last week and I flight got delayed. So okay. we're gonna get together. I think on Monday. It's he's okay. a good guy. I'm sure he is. I hope you. Uh, you I hope don't. I find good things too. But you, seemingly I'm fickle. That's what I'm learning from hearing little, this conversation. It makes a me sound bit. really fickle. Yeah. But I guess from the personal growth standpoint, we're both learning. Huh? What are you learning, Billy? Um, I've learned, and this is what I was trying to like help convey here was I, uh, Nikki from Tinder taught me don't make hasty decisions. So I've actually been trying to do that. She taught me that if you have a sore throat, you should go get an STD test. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, you know she listens to the show. Shit. Sorry. I don't know you, girl. Rise on. I don't know what to say. <laughs> fight the good fight. <laughs> that's unkind. I don't mean to be mean. No, I'm just like I, I learned. I learned. Don't. But make that's it. no. I woke up with a sore throat today, and I was listening to this to this that podcast in particular, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then I was like, no, no, no. Wait. Everyone at work has a sore throat right now. It's cold, but. Mm. 
Well, I've also been learning, uh, so not not make hasty decisions. I've been learning to have a proper filter. I'm not executing as well, but I'm getting there. And then, uh, and then I think the other thing was the. Um, Oh, uh, not condescending, which is been oh, hard for yeah. me uh, because it's I'm so be- easy. Well, you know, when <laughs> when you're when you are better than everyone, it makes it really it's, hard. It's a burden being so awesome. God, you know, it's so funny about a podcast is people can't see like whether or not we're good looking or not good looking. You know, it's funny that that comes up. I keep having and and you know, I've had a lot of people contact me being like, I hey, can I see what so-and-so looks like? I'm really curious to see what these women look like. And and I oh I think that they want to see for the wrong reasons. They want to see, well, is she hot? And yeah, that's the wrong... That's curiosity. That's the wrong reason. Dude, I answered, because the, do- I, I answered the door in my towel because yeah, I just got out of the shower. But that doesn't matter. You're <laughs> super cute. Uh, but like I, I every almost everyone I've hooked I'm up with... I'm in sweatpants, guys. I totally didn't do my hair. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, but like I'd, I'd still jump her, guys. Uh, it's... <laughs> Every Thanks, every every woman I've hooked up, most of the women that I've hooked up with, I found something attractive about them, and they've been different. Uh, well, not that many different colors, but they've been they've had different color hair. Uh, <laughs> no, they've uh, uh, they've, Taste they've the rainbow Billy. They've looked different, different. <laughs> they've been different heights, different yeah. boob sizes, different body sizes. They've they've had all sorts of different looks. There's yeah. something about them I found attractive, whether it was physical or uh, personality wise, yeah. that made me want to have some sort of connection, whether emotionally or physically or both. So I don't want to be putting out pictures of some sort of these women of of my guests. Because these guys want to see, well, was Billy hooking up with hot chicks? As if that's the only reason that it validates it. Right. It's and, not, I mean, in any ways, the whole quest for love for you is completely, uh, it's completely, it just takes away the whole validity of this entire podcast if it were solely for the purpose of sexual if gratification. The, if, yeah. If this was a show about like, yo, guys, check out all these bitches I bang. Yeah, slaying totally bitches. Totally, I should be doing some sort of like, you know, okay, every guest has to take a picture of either like yeah, a we sign. We could do a tit show A then. sign like next to their boobs or <laughs> yeah. their butt or the bush and that could be like a theme that could be clever except that's not what the show's about yeah so that's why i don't put out you know some sort of a thing because you know i'm like it shouldn't matter what she looks like like i found her attractive there are other there's at least six other people who will find her attractive because i believe there's seven people minimum for everyone in the world <laughs> right odds are so, statistically speaking we shouldn't just have one because that yeah. would be impossible so that i mean yeah a lot they they know what oh, wait, I look. You had an episode on polyamory. I forgot about. Yeah. Uh do have I? I don't. Did you talk about polyamory? It comes oh, up. It comes up. It will keep coming up because I. Yeah. You know, that's how I identify, but sexuality wise. But like mm-hmm. that's it'll keep coming up. It and is. actually, I've got in a few weeks. I'm gonna have a sex researcher on. You should who, talk. Oh. She she does her research at NYU and she does research on non monogamy. So that's wow. gonna be a really fun. Episode. I have a couple of swinger friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to a part. I'm going to my first like bona fide orgy and like. I've been invited a couple weeks. of times. You I want to come? Go. Maybe. You don't have to like fuck me, but like you want to come? <laughs> it's in uh, June seventh. It'll be fun. Come. Saturday. Okay, that might work. That might work. I'm going. I'm going with a former um, ep- episode person. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying who, but she's gonna be coming ah. with, so you can come hang out with us <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Right, just, I'm gonna get to meet her face to face. Okay, then we're gonna. We'll talk after. We'll talk. Um, <laughs> if you're at all serious. Um, so, yeah, no, it's... Um, I think it's interesting, though, but that's the whole point of the quest for love. And I, this is actually probably, to me, the most inspiring part of this conversation today because I really I really appreciate the fact that... Or a quest for positive. That, like, I didn't contact you and try to sleep with you because... No, no, no. I was saying that... No, this part of this... <laughs> Sorry, no, you were saying... Um, the sex no, I really, I really appreciate the fact that 
um, in dating, obviously there's a lot more to it than just like rack size or like notches in your belt. And like even, even just like people's protectiveness about like their number of people they've slept with, you know, I think stuff like that really gets in the way of like actual connection. And maybe even like a couple of these like fickle things that my New York city girlfriends and I focus on when we're actually like out supposedly searching are really just barriers that we create for ourselves mm-hmm. in like making those connections. And it's interesting because like I would never do that to my friend in San Diego, even though he's a flawed person by all means and we all are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And that's why I don't but, like to share my number. I'd rather tell a woman my dick size than my number just because like I don't want to be judged on that and think, well he's a player. I'd be like, no, I've just like to be honest, it's gone like really weird, oddly lucky that I don't deserve. Um, and, and so, and that's why I'm normally guarded about Brr, it. Sexy man. Like anyone, <laughs> anyone I'm trying to date who would, but at the same time, I have to say to myself, anyone who would judge me on that is not someone I want to date in the first place. Okay. So do, wait, I don't get to cast a porn or do anything really weird. No games. I, I was about to say you want to play games. Yes. I want to play a game. Oh, I love that you want to play. I love that you brought like, up the games. I was like, why don't I get to play games? Like all the because other girls. Because you spoke for like 20 minutes about your engagement. Yeah, well, I hope you edit a lot of that out because I'm like uninterested. Please. Well, now that you've said that, it's probably staying. Fuck. <laughs> it's boring. I don't know. I always feel like I have to explain it because it's hard being 24 and be, being like it's fine. telling it's people fine. I was engaged. It's awkward. It's cool. Why? Did your other engaged person have a lot of explaining to you or no? No, she's just like, he, he didn't treat me right. And that was like about it. Um, Fuck. I wish I had been to more. to the Kimmy episode. Yeah, I haven't heard yeah. that one yet. Um, I got, Sh- I got two games. Shit. Do you want to help? Okay. Um, <laughs> I got two and they're partially because. I thought we were being honest. I thought we were sharing intimate things um, <laughs> with just the two of us and all of your listeners. Well, I, I did pick out two games uh, okay. for you because I know you're, you're, can I say you're an actress? Yeah. So you, you have acting chops? Yes, I like to think so. And uh, I, I think you might like, and w- we can do one or, one or the other or both. Uh, we've got Creepy PM's Theater. Creepy what? Creepy PM's Theater. Creepy PM's Theater is a game where uh, there's a subreddit on Reddit called okay. Creepy PM's where people just post screenshots of like creepy PM's from OkCupid or Tinder oh. or Facebook or text or Kick or whatever. PM's? Private messages. Private messages. Got yeah. it. Sorry. I'm just and not cool. So we'll, we'll, we can act one out. Quickly, do you want to be the guy or the girl? Or do you want... Here's this. We're going we're gonna to pause. We'll put down the mics. Check out your sides. My screen. My sides. I, want you, I that's, that's an industry term, yeah, guys. Is, sides. No big sides. deal. I'm, I'm a fucking professional. I'm in the entertainment biz. <laughs> yeah. We Contact my biz. agent about my stipend, would you? I, uh, I, need, I still need... <laughs> Wait, don't I get paid in wine? <laughs> I still need an agent. Um, just kidding. I like how you're definitely reading this, like trying to f- like figure out like yeah. you look like you're trying to figure out their intention and their backstory, and you know like well why are they on cake like where where did they where did they get the, each other's usernames and what, 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 is this what's my motivation, Billy? I need. Yeah, can the director please give me some inspiration here? <laughs> okay, um, so so Kathy's gonna be the guy, the fella. Uh, it seems to be a thing. The women seem to like being the guy in these. Uh, well, because it's hard to impersonate girls. I don't know. Because right. it's like likely something I've said. Uh, <laughs> Dry as a Sahara. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be the lady. This, is a, this, was a, this was a conversation on Kick. Kick is a, like a private messaging app on your phone. Basically, it uses like your data plan to like just send. And you can like see when someone's read it or if it's sent or if it's uh, delivered and such. Uh, people send a lot of nudie pictures on it. Ooh. It's a okay. thing. So, cool. Okay. Right. Cool. And... Zombies are not as cute as you. Wow, never heard that before. Hey, give me a break. 
LOL. You didn't give me much to work with. LOL. This person really fucking loves LOL. You're such an actress. I know I am. Uh, And uh, and if I said nice cleavage like I wanted, but seriously, epic tits. Uh, Excuse me? Uh, I didn't solicit you hitting on me at all. So I'm not giving you much to work with because I'm not interested. That is not true. Yeah, it is. I think I would know. Take your pickup line somewhere else, bucko. Says bucko. Bucko is funny. That's funny. That's funny. Is it too late to do the orgasm game? (laughs) Okay. Really? So you cutting off your head to show off your tits is not soliciting? You fucking nuts chick. Go masturbate to your daddy whore. Cute smile, though. (laughs) Uh, You can... Perfectly see my face and barely see a cleavage line, buddy. You're imagining things. Your negs are, aren't very good. Sorry. And even if you could see my tits, they're not soliciting anything because unless I'm clearly saying I'm interested, I'm not fucking interested. I like the poetic license of adding the fucking. I did, that was good. I did yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. I think he means to say bullshit. Definitely but... meant to say bullshit. Okay, yeah. Bullshit. But he's, t- he's typing with one hand right now. He's... Oh, yeah, because he's got his hand, other oh, hand yeah. on the deck. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Bullshit. Stop lying to yourself and send me a photo I can use. Bull. He, why is my person so gay? <laughs> okay, sorry. Bull. He, bull, I want, bull, you want to look at me and say you're cute while staring at your tits. I'm not Maybe even, he's English now. I'm not even half interested in... I, I See, I can't act. I'm just basically being me, but... <laughs> just a woman. <laughs> I'm not even half interested in reading what you have to say because you can't even properly... Pro, you know, it's so sad. She's she's insulting him for... Insulting for her? The, you know, she's insulting him for his spelling errors, but then... Um, he doesn't understand that it's a joke. Yeah. Oh, but then she has spelling errors too. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. Means, because you can't even properly spell anything. Yeah, that's an issue. Not my fault your whore eyes don't work. You want to get some coffee sometime? (laughs) It's funny you think that insulting me is getting you anywhere. What are you trying to prove here? I'm not trying to prove anything other than that your whore mouth could be used for so much more than lying. Now show me your tits, darling. (laughs) Too bad. I'm not interested. Like I said... You know you want to. Nope. I'm about as dry as the Sahara after this conversation. L-O-L, like I care. Show me those tits, whore. (laughs) This is very sad. I wonder if this annoying little game gets you anywhere in real life or if you end up in a jail cell for it. L-O-L, ha, ha, ha. No, I'm just bored and thought I would piss someone off and it worked, so thank you. (laughs) Ugh. Oh. If I was was truly mad, this would be a lot worse. (sighs) And And I highly doubt you did it to piss someone off. Creeping is creeping. Okay. Let's leave this right now. LOL. No more talking. Just hits. Say, say hello to our creepy PMs. <laughs> and scene. See. And scene. That was fun. Oh, that I was like that. brutal. That was definitely a great... That was a, yeah, can you send me round. that reel so I can send that to my agent? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely can do that. Um, Kathy, this was really fun. This is really great. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for coming on oh, the show. Billy. You know I adore you. Yeah, yeah. You know, even six years later, this is a... Uh, Still love you. Yeah, I know. It's all right. You, you'll totally let me cuddle up in the bed. For e- re- well, really let's not get crazy. Well, I mean, I la- the last time cl- I was in this apartment. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. We, we shared a yeah, bed. Yeah, because I had a guest. Yeah, yeah that's right. And we, I totally behaved. We did. We behaved yeah. very nice. We cuddled a little well, bit. Everyone knows you're going to behave. I'm the man whore, apparently. Apparently. Well, generals say that you shouldn't behave because I'm, you know, you should have ju- If you wanted to uh, to further society and, and take a 
take one for the team for women everywhere, uh-huh. you would have raped me in your bed. Wow. Rape is, you took it too far. Too, rape too rape far. is never funny. No, it can be, <laughs> it's some fun time, sometimes funny. Okay. George, George Carlin said it best. I'll prove to you rape can be funny. Picture Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. <laughs> oh. There you go. See, and and, and on that note, and on that on that note, guys. Oh, uh, Carlin, this, this is what. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, my pleasure, Billy. I I'm sad that it's only a one time gig, but I I will enjoy many of these oh, conversations with you in the future. You're, I'm sure. you're welcome back if you ever want. Thanks. Have fun, guys. Thanks for putting up with whatever <laughs> random shit I had to say. Awesome. <laughs> We're thanks. out. Bye. <laughs> Super fun chat, guys. Uh, that was that might have been one of my most fun rounds of Creepy PM's Theater. I had a, had a really fun time with that one. Uh, I still have not gotten any woman to play the game Fakesies. Um, I, I, I had to cut it out for time in this episode where I asked her to, and then she uh, said no. So that's two weeks in a row. Someone's going to play Fakesies. It's going to happen. We're going to get this one going where, where they fake an orgasm, and then I have them try to fake a male orgasm but until then <laughs> it will be my mission remember uh we've got uh we've got our sex researcher coming in in a few weeks please email me any questions you would have for her you can email at manhorpod at gmail.com uh while you're doing that get on the mailing list visit the website uh, www.manhorpod.com we'll keep you up to date with all the fun goodies i have planned in store for this summer Speaking of this summer, uh, remember next next month I've got the Slaughter Stand Up Summer Showdown in Slottsburg, New York. That's in Rockland County, New York, June twentieth at eight o'clock at Characters Bar and Restaurant. It's a free admission, guys. I uh, really love your support. If you can make it, if you're not already doing so, please follow me on Twitter at the Billy Come say hi to me. Uh, use the hashtag Manhor Podcast. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday or any day that you want. It's the internet. You're in control here. I'll be back every week. Until then, guys, you stay sexy.